I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Tuesday, December 13th. A brush fire behind the Home Depot on Center Street in Quincy is being blamed on a homeless encampment. Firefighters responded to the fire at about 5.30 this morning. The blaze was doused and no injuries were reported. A break into a Quincy package store overnight is under investigation. Police responded to an alarm at the Copeland package store on Copeland Street in West Quincy just before 4 a.m. Police say the front door had been forced open and a safe was stolen. It's unclear if anything else was taken, but police say that same store has been broken into several times recently. The safe was reportedly worth $1,500. It's unclear how much money was inside. Damage to the front door was estimated at at least $1,200. A young man says he was robbed while walking on Roberts Street in Quincy Sunday afternoon. The 19-year-old tells police a man approached him from behind at about 4.30 Sunday afternoon, grabbed his shoulder, and threatened to shoot him if he didn't turn over the camera that was hanging around his neck. The victim says he saw something that looked like the barrel of a gun protruding from the suspect's jacket pocket. Suspect allowed the victim to remove the memory card from the camera before the suspect took the camera and fled on foot toward Water Street and Copeland Street. Suspect described as a skinny black male, 25 to 35 years old, with a thick beard and wearing a blue puffy jacket and black hat. Police are checking video surveillance in the area. The Quincy Zoning Board of Appeals will meet today at 6 p.m. in the first floor boards and commissions room at Old City Hall. Officials will continue to discuss a plan for a three-story, eight-unit residential building at 201 Copeland Street and several other new developments. An open house will be held at Quincy High School today at 6 p.m. for eighth graders and their parents. North Quincy High will hold an open house Thursday at 6 p.m. Eighth graders and their parents are invited to both as they decide which high school to attend next year. The public is invited to a Christmas gathering today from 6.30 to 7.30 at the Crash at the Hancock Adams Common in Quincy Center. The event will include Christmas carols and Christmas prayers. A third man has been arrested and charged in connection with that armed bank robbery on Martha's Vineyard last month. Federal prosecutors said 21-year-old Romain Andre Clayton from Jamaica was arrested Friday in Connecticut. He's charged with one count of being an accessory after the fact to armed bank robbery. Two other suspects, 39-year-old Miguel Antonio Jones of Edgartown, 32-year-old Omar Odeon Johnson from Canterbury, New Hampshire, were previously arrested and charged with one count of armed bank robbery. They remain in state custody. On November 17th, investigators said three robbers wearing masks and carrying semi-automatic guns and walkie-talkies walked into the Rockland Trust Bank in Tisbury. One of the suspects held a bank employee at gunpoint, forcing them to unlock the vault. They took about $39,100 cash before tying employees up and taking off in an employee's car. The stolen car was found at a parking lot about two miles away. Suspects allegedly left the parking lot in another vehicle. Prosecutors said surveillance from the Steamship Authority Terminal in Vineyard Haven shows Clayton arriving at a silver sedan, 
less than 40 minutes after the robbery. He was allegedly seen parking the vehicle, purchasing tickets, and boarding the ferry. Less than 30 minutes later, Johnson is allegedly captured on video, arriving to the same parking lot and getting into the driver's seat of the car that Clayton arrived in earlier. Johnson then allegedly boarded a freight ferry in the silver sedan about two and a half hours later. During the investigation, police said they found paperwork reflecting a money transfer to Jamaica and large deposits into other bank accounts. Officers also searched a Tisbury farm and found paper money, zip ties, as well as burned debris, believed to be the masks and walkie-talkies used during the robbery. A further search found two semi-automatic guns buried inches underground. Clayton will appear in federal court in Boston at a later date. He faces up to 150 months in prison, five years of supervised release, and a fine of $250,000. A photo and name have been officially added to the grave of the Lady of the Dunes in Provincetown yesterday after almost five decades of mystery. The body of Ruth Marie Terry was found in the Race Point Dunes in 1974. She remained unidentified until this past October. Now, her family has had a grave marker made and sent it to St. Peter's Cemetery to have it added to her burial site. Investigators are eyeing Terry's now deceased husband in her murder. Her son and the Terry family also took out an ad in the local Provincetown newspaper thanking the community and law enforcement for their support and for never forgetting Ruth. Terry's family described her as a free spirit looking for something more than the country life offered to her in Whitwell, Tennessee, where she was born. For decades, the Terry family never knew what happened to her, but this October, DNA and investigative genealogy led to a match between her family, her son, and her remains. Ruth Terry married Guy Moldovan in 1974, just months before she was killed. The couple also visited the Terry family in Tennessee last year, later that year, rather. Moldavan, who is now deceased, is being eyed in her murder. He is a man with a dark past who was also a suspect in the mutilation deaths of his previous wife and stepdaughter in Seattle in 1960, but was never charged. According to the Terry family, Moldavan traveled back to Tennessee in the summer of 74 to tell them Ruth was missing. Despite the outcome of the case, Ruth's family is grateful that she was never forgotten. The case remains open. Massachusetts stands to receive $230 million under agreements reached with CVS and Walgreens, resolving allegations that the companies contributed to the opioid crisis by failing to properly oversee the dispensing of opioids at their stores. Attorney General Mara Healy announced the agreement yesterday, and it is part of a multi-state deal totaling $10.7 billion. Healy's office said it is the third major nationwide opioid settlement that attorneys general have announced since mid-November, and it raises the total amount from national cases against the drug industry to $50 billion. Settlements with Walmart, Teva Pharmaceuticals, and Allergan were announced in November, and Massachusetts was due $500 million under a $26 billion resolution with opioid distributors and Johnson & Johnson, which was announced in July. 
CVS has agreed to pay $5 billion over 10 years. Walgreens has agreed to pay $5.7 billion over 15 years. And CVS and Walgreens will be subject to court-ordered injunctive relief that requires the pharmacies to monitor, report, and share data about suspicious activity related to opioid prescriptions and to implement and maintain robust compliance departments and practices. Healy's office said the settlements are being sent to the states for review and approval, adding that parties are optimistic that the settlement will gain broad support. Local governments could then join the resolution during the first quarter of 2023, and payments are expected to then begin during the second half of next year. Money would primarily be used for treatment and addiction services. A new database will make it easier for the public to get information on the police officers who serve their communities. A move officials hope will increase transparency and trust. The Peace Officer Standards and Training, or POST Commission, announcing yesterday it's released a list of certified law enforcement officers. The first iteration of the database includes information on 8,225 officers with last names A through H and 1,094 officers who have graduated from academies since December 1st of 2021. There are 9,322 records contributed from 431 different agencies. The Post Commission was established as part of 2020 police accountability and criminal justice reforms It aims to create trust between the public and law enforcement. Under the law that created the commission, all police officers in Massachusetts must be certified and then recertified on a three-year cycle based on their last names. Officers with the last name starting with the letters A through H needed to apply for recertification by July 1st. The recertification process is ongoing. The commission also creates a process for decertification, suspension, or reprimand for certain forms of misconduct. In just a month, Massachusetts sports fans will be able to walk into a local casino and place wagers on their teams. This week, the Mass Gaming Commission is considering whether to allow MGM Springfield and Plain Ridge Park to run sports books, but Encore Boston Harbor is already preparing. So far, Encore is the only outfit in the state with a sports betting license. There will be walk-up windows and digital kiosks running in time for the Super Bowl. The Mass Gaming Commission held a virtual meeting yesterday morning for the public to weigh in, but quickly shut it down when nobody from the public logged on. In the next couple of weeks, the Commission plans to consider whether to allow certain online betting companies to partner with casinos and run inside those venues. The Commission plans to license other companies operating exclusively online just in time for the March Madness Basketball Tournament. Check of business news this morning. Stocks were higher. The Dow up 59. The Nasdaq rose 24. And the S&P added 6. Asian stocks were also higher. The dollar was flat. The euro rose. Oil at $74 a barrel. In sports, big win for the Patriots out in Arizona. Last night beat the Cardinals 27-13. Celtics lost in L.A. 93-113. They'll take on the Lakers on the West Coast tonight at 10 o'clock. Bruins are home tonight against the... Islanders at 7. 
The National Weather Service forecast today, mostly sunny at a high 41. Tonight, scattered clouds, a low of 20. Tomorrow, maybe some snow showers, breezy, and a high 39. Cloudy 41 on Thursday, and maybe a wintry mix on Friday, the high of 40 degrees. For the boater, waves about a foot, northwest wind, could gust to 25 and a high tide right after 2.30 this afternoon. Sunrise, 7.04, set at 4.11. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Tuesday, December 13th.